Good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, October the 1st, 2019. It is currently 3.58 p.m. Central Time. Well, I hope you're ready to listen to another sermon because this is another episode in our ongoing series, The State of Christianity in Abilene, Texas. I decided I wanted to take some time and focus in on what is happening within Christianity in 2019. And the more I thought about it, I thought, that's a big undertaking. That, how am I going to accomplish that? So I came up with an idea. Why not focus in on what is happening within Christianity right here in the city in which I live, Abilene, Texas? I know these churches. I live here. I drive past these churches. I was born and raised in this city, so I know these churches. So it's easy for me to look them up on the internet, listen to the sermon, grab the sermon, and then play it for everyone in this ongoing series so that everyone, no matter where they may live, can get kind of an idea of what's happening within Christianity. Because what's happening within Christianity here in Abilene is probably a good indicator of what is happening within Christianity where you live. Now, we've already listened to a number of sermons so far in this series, and today we have another one. Now, before I introduce this at all, let me just say this. Please, if you, if you are a pastor, listen carefully. If you're not a pastor, please pull your pastor aside and say, look, pastor, I love you. But if you're going to stand behind the pulpit and you're going to make a reference to popular music, please, I beg of you, know the difference between Madonna and Olivia Newton-John, right? Please at least know that difference. And, and not only that, if you're going to make a musical reference, maybe pick something a little more current than Madonna or Olivia Newton-John. Now, yes, I know Madonna released an album this year, but trust me, um, the reason I'm saying this is in the sermon you're about to hear, the pastor is going to make a reference to what he, I guess, believes is a Madonna song when it's Olivia Newton-John song. And if it was a Madonna song, it would be very, 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 very old. So, yeah, uh, pastors making popular music references usually goes really bad. Okay, yeah, in this case, it really does. Because I don't know if you know the song Let's Get Physical by Olivia Newton-John. Well, he does this thing, Let's Get Vertical. And he wants to sing it like in, like the Olivia Newton-John song called Let's Get Physical, Let's Get Vertical, Let's Get Physical. But he accredits the song to Madonna. Yeah, okay. So right there, I can already tell you this church is apostate. Okay, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Just as a music fan, this, this kind of thing bothers me. So I just had to get that off my chest before we introduce this. But here we go. We're going to go to the north side of Abilene. All right, I live on the south side of town. We're going to go to the north side of town. I believe, let me see if I have the address for this church. I believe they are located on North, yeah, North 6th Street, uh, 3434 North 6th Street, Abilene, Texas. The name of the church, Fountain Gate Fellowship. Fountain Gate Fellowship, um, 3434 North 6th Street, Abilene, Texas. We're going to go there and we're going to listen to a sermon called, I don't know what it's called, um, The Word. It's called The Word, and this was preached, I guess, this past Sunday morning. I guess this past Sunday morning. Um, they, uh, they don't have audio versions of the, the video. They only have YouTube videos, uh, YouTube versions of their sermons, I should say. They don't have audio versions of their sermons. They only have video versions of their sermons. 
but I was able to grab the YouTube video, rip the audio, and that's what you're going to hear. Now, the, the audio quality for this is very poor. Um, the volume is way too low. Uh, this, is be, this is where I get, for me, sometimes when I don't like the audio quality of one of our sermons, I just delete it and then it never gets uh, posted. Um, so this one is a little low. So um, if you have your, if you're going to be listening via your, your phone, you may want to put in, uh, you know, uh, headphones of some sort. Or if you have a Bluetooth speaker, this would be definitely a time to pro uh, probably use it. Um, or you just need to be in a very quiet room. I, I think it, I think it's workable, uh, but we will see. Hopefully this will work. But again, this is from uh, Fountain Gate Fellowship, Abilene, Texas, located in 34, located at 3434 North Sixth Street. I'm not going to say anything else about the sermon. Um, I'll be interested to hear your feedback. Remember, I don't post these sermons because I agree. I post these sermons to give us an indication of what's happening within Christianity. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Most of what's happening within Christianity today, I strongly disagree with. But I'm letting them speak for themselves. I'm letting them speak for themselves. Not interrupting, not editing, not adding commentary. It's their sermon. So... They get a chance to speak for themselves. And I'm trying to just pick random sermons. Now, some of these churches will go back to just to kind of see maybe how a series developed. But here we go. I'm not going to make this introduction short. Let's just jump right in. Listen to this sermon. Let me know what you think by emailing me at newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. News at, news at yahoo.com. Woo, I cannot speak today. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's what happens when you try to hurry. Then you just, I should just speak slowly. All right, here we go. Let me give you the information again because there's people who don't live. I know people at my church, you already know what I'm talking about. Other people outside of Abilene have no idea. So let me make sure I give you their name. Fountain Gate Fellowship, um, 3434 North 6th Street, Abilene, Texas. And I don't know the, the web address, but... You can look at look at you can look it up if you would like. Fountain Gate Fellowship, Abilene, Texas. It'd be easy to find if you want more information about them. All right, here we go. Listen carefully. I think there's a lot to talk about in this sermon. I really do. I'm hoping people have some comments because we could uh, possibly come back and really talk about this one. All right, here we go. Listen carefully. God bless. Here's here's a hint of what's happening within Christianity in 2019. And this is definitely what's happening within Christianity in Abilene, Texas. Just so appreciate the uh, opportunity that this church gives me. You know, we are we are working on our 27th year here at, at Fountaingate. Can't believe it. It's just been amazing, uh, and you guys still just keep loving me, and I appreciate that. But as I've grown in my ministry, there's been opportunities for me to, to get to be a part of, of other things that are kind of beyond just Fountain Gate. And uh, city stuff, that's a huge thing that we know God has a call uh, on my life and on Fountain Gate to see unity. How many of you know we need city unity? We need to see the body of Christ come together. And uh, are seeing that, are seeing amazing things through one kingdom. Certainly that's part of my life. But uh, another part of my life is the, uh, the apostolic calling that I know is beginning to kind of come to fruition. We had the opportunity last weekend to go to McAllen. We planted a church, you may not know this, but 16 years ago, we planted a church in McAllen. Uh, great leaders there, Bobby and Carmel DeZone. Bobby's been one of our regulars here. How many of you love Bobby? Just a little bit. He's the crazy Filipino, man. He, he's a fun dude. And uh, we went down there. We were with them, Pastor Randy Boyd and I. We, 
we kicked that church off 16 years ago, and we went back last weekend to just be with them, to work with their leaders, to walk them through some, of, some hurdles they're trying to get through, and it was just fabulous. But I love the fact, here's my point, that I have the freedom to be able to do that, and that uh, there is that grace for me to do that, and that we can look up, and uh, what you get, Pastor Sean hit it out of the park last weekend, uh, in his message, Dennis before him talked about uh, Rooted, we're in a series called Rooted, Rooted in Service, we talked about Rooted in Community last weekend, and you know what, we don't miss a beat, it's like there's just such an anointing on you guys, uh, and I just appreciate that, amen, so let's give our staff a hand, I appreciate what you guys do, allow me the freedom, you know, it may be that some Sunday morning I might just need to go play a little round of golf or something, you guys got it covered, right, so yeah, we'll see how that works out. So thank you. And I, I, I get to do part three of this series, Rooted. Rooted, here's the message today, rooted in the Word. Say the Word. Rooted in the Word. I, I, I know it's important. I love that Word. We talked about this series and, and the development of it. The thought behind being rooted, having roots. Uh, you know, it's important that we have roots. I, I know that, um, this is the truth, and I've seen this, but my... my uh, my mother and dad had a, had a house. They've passed on. They're with the Lord now. But they had a fruitless mulberry tree in their front yard. How many of you know about fruitless mulberry trees? Uh, granted, they'll put off some shade. But those trees, are they're, they're just notorious because what they do is the roots really don't grow vertically. They grow laterally. You get a fruitless mulberry tree uh, next to the foundation of your house, how many of you know it's going to start pulling up the foundation of your house? You get it next to a sidewalk, it'll bust that sidewalk up because the roots grow laterally. And then here's the other kicker about a, a, a fruitless mulberry tree, which is interesting to me. Uh, you know, trees to me, I think trees should have fruit. And so that should tell you something right there. It's fruitless. That should say something to you. There's no fruit on it. It's worthless, in my opinion. All it does is kind of create havoc. Let me say this to you. I, I've seen this in the years that I've served the Lord and pastored churches and done the things I've done. The people I've come in, come in contact with is that I see people that, that are very broad in their uh, experience with God. They're, they're lateral. They, they have a lot of experience. They, they've, they've seen a lot. They've heard a lot. But when you really get down to it or you really begin to kind of mine down into who they are or you, you see maybe circumstances that may happen in their life, you realize that they're not really rooted. They're kind of like fruitless mulberry trees. Are you out there? You guys all, y'all are out there, right? There, there's not the depth. There's not the depth of maturity. How I many you know if the... If, the, if there's depth, when the wind comes, when the storm comes, that tree may just do all kind of craziness. But in the end, it's going to hang in there because there's depth. And if I have a prayer at Fountaingate, if I have a desire at Fountaingate, it's that we get from having been kind of being broad in experience and knowing a lot about this stuff, kind of talking it up, knowing the language and all the stuff that we do, that, but that we would get from this to this this. Are you there? Let's get vertical. Let's get 
vertical, vertical. Anyway, uh, you guys with me? Look at the scripture. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 4. I think you can redeem anything. Why not redeem Madonna's song? I think that's fine. Look at verse 12. We know this verse. We talk about this verse a lot. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Watch this. For the word of God, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, is living. It's active. The word of God being rooted in the word. It's living. It's active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it has the ability to, to pierce to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerns, it has the ability to discern the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. This morning, I, I want us to understand the living nature of God's word. That it's living. It's alive. Amen. The Word of God is quick, it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Now watch this. Now, I want, I want you to be clear. Certainly, the written Word cannot be compromised in any way. What we have in the 66 books, the canon of Scripture that we call the Bible, God's Word, we know that by the Holy Spirit, the Lord directed those that created the, the criteria in which a Bible, the, the different books of the Bible were, being, were, were able to be submitted to this canon, that they were very strict, they were very detailed in what had to be there in terms of authenticity, and on and on and on. And so what we have in this book cannot be changed, okay? It can't be questioned. Are you with me? This is absolutely the foundation that we have as believers, the Word of God. So there's in no way, anything I'm going to say next, has nothing to do with me compromising what this says or what this does. Look at the scripture in Revelation 22, verse 18. Revelation 22, verse 18. It says, I warn everyone who hears the words of prophecy, the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. So here's the deal. Any sermon preached, any prophecy given, any biblical teaching has to be absolutely confirmed by what is in this book. Are you there? Having said that, I want us to see this. I want us to understand then, laying that foundation, understanding of, of the importance of the foundation of the Word of God, the Bible, the, the very uh, essence of what this book is all about, we can also then at the same time then say that this is alive. It's breathing. It's active. It's sharp. It has the ability to transform our lives. So I'm going to give you three very kind of what I would say important truths concerning the Word of God. Three truths. If you take notes, I love when you take notes. That's important. It's good. Jot these things down. Jot these thoughts down as we get through them. What I want you to see is this, and I'm going to kind of go through this. I want us to see the Word of God as it is manifested in the Trinity. We, we know that, that, the, the, that, that the Trinity is three in one. There's God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? I want you to see the Word of God as manifested 
in the Trinity. First, number one, the first point I'm going to make is this. The Word is the power of the Father. Number one, the Word is the power of the Father. Here's an interesting fact. Did you know God speaks it before he does it? Because there's power in the spoken word. Let me prove it to you. Genesis chapter 1. You want to flip over there? You can look at this. Check me out. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, the earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the earth. Verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And guess what? Come on, what do you do? He spoke it and then it happened. And there was light. Verse 6. Let there be expanse in the midst of the waters. By his spoken words, the heavens were created. Verse 9, let the waters under the heaven be gathered into one place. And it is clear then, by his word, the oceans were formed. Then verse 11, let the earth sprout vegetation, plant, plants yielding seeds and fruit trees bearing fruit. Nothing said there about a fruitless mulberry. And have you know what happened? Right? Because he said it. Let there be expanse in the heavens to separate day and night. And when he said it, day and night were created. He said, let the waters swarm with living creatures. Those of you that are bass fishermen love that verse right there. You guys okay? You get serious right now. Come on, y'all. I went bass fishing the other day. I caught the biggest black bass ever caught in my life. And it was all because God spoke it. <laughs> Bigger ones are coming in my future. Hallelujah. Come on. He said in verse 26, let us make man in our image. And how many of you know we're sitting here today as proof that that happened? You there? I think you get the point. I, I want to assure you. So sure as this, as sure as it was the power of God's word that created the heavens and the earth and all living things. Can I say to you today, it's the same word of power spoken over us that will yield the same results. It will happen. The same God that said, let there be light, and there was light, says over you in Romans chapter 8, I have said over you, the Lord says, now in all these things, know this, that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. The same God that said, let there be light, says you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on, and it happened. And if you know, it's a, it's a relationship. We've got to come into agreement. We've got to say yes to him. Latimer has said yes to him. She understands, and she's got a story, man. Families here, you guys know. She's got a story. But because she said yes to him, she absolutely knows she's more than a conqueror in Christ. Doesn't matter what's happened to her. Doesn't matter what's come against her. At the end of the day, the truth is God spoke it, and it happened. That's the scripture. You didn't hear what she just said. Shane Ashley's dead. And Watson's dead. Latimer's former husband passed away. The last words he spoke over were that scripture right there. 
what I just said. Come on now. Pretty special. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, y'all. Listen to me. If God said it's going to happen, neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. How about this truth? Look, look, look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. Look what he says. But God, but God, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with him, with Christ. By grace you've been saved. Raised us up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ. For by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not your own doing, it's a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. Say workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God says, let there be light. God says, we are his workmanship. You know what the word for workmanship is? It's poimia. Has to do, it's like a quilt. I've shared this before, but my grandmother, little church Christ lady in Hamlin, Texas, would gather together with her little church Christ lady friends in a special room in her house, and they had a quilting square. I don't even know about quilting squares. And she would just get with those ladies and and they would just do amazing things. I'll tell you, they would, they would do miracles. You know what the miracle was? They could take a, a piece of double-knit pink material and weave it into a beautiful tapestry. They could take a piece of polyester. How many of you remember the polyester 70s? Come on. Three-piece suits. You had the big collar. Shane was on that. Pop the collar, you had the high, the, the 70s heels, y'all. I had those. Dang, I looked good back in the day. That polyester suit. You kidding me? But the, you could take, the, you know, the, some of you are sitting here today, you think, you know, I feel like a piece of pink double knit, to be very honest. I feel like a piece of polyester. Nobody wants polyester. Remember, no, no, you know what? According to the word of God, he's spoken something over you. He said he's going to take that, that part of your life where you feel like you're inadequate, where you feel like you don't count, or you feel like you don't have anything to offer. He's going to take you and weave you into a beautiful tapestry, and the end product will be this beautiful creation that God has done called the body of Christ, and you fit perfectly. If that double knit wasn't exactly in that spot, that quilt wouldn't be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what God says about you. Yep. Some of you are like, I'm a piece of Italian leather. <laughs> Is that what you say that in West Italian, right? In West Texas. Come on. We all fit. That's what God says over you. When are we going to start believing what God says? If He says it, He'll do it. Is there an enemy at bat who's trying to keep you from fulfilling your destiny? You darn tootin' there is. He'll do his best to keep you. He'll condemn you. He'll lie to you. He'll say all manner of things to keep you from being who God's called you to be. Tell him to go back to hell, okay? Please, quit listening to him. He's a liar, and his pants are on fire. Come on, y'all. 
Say this. The word is the power of the Father. Say that. Second, the word is the revelation of Jesus. Say that. The word is the revelation of Jesus. Say it. John chapter 1. Watch this, verse 14. John chapter 1. And the word became flesh. <laughs> and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him, cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus. Can you say amen right there? Y'all, it's a good place to say amen. No one's ever seen God, the only God who is the Father's side. Is at the Father's side. He's made him known. Here's the thing. Without question, the revelation of Jesus, the Word, does this. It opens our eyes to the truth of the new covenant, who we are as new covenant, sons and daughters of God. It opens our eyes to the revelation of prophecy. There gives us then an understanding and foundation why the prophetic is so powerful. And it also opens our eyes to the revelation of salvation. Anybody here glad you're saved? Let, 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 me, let, me, just, let me break it down real quick. The revelation of the new covenant. Listen to this. The revelation of covenant. Hebrews 7, verse 21. But this, was one, this one was made a priest with an oath by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. Aren't you glad that Jesus has guaranteed by the shedding of his blood a better covenant? Y'all happy about that? It's a covenant of grace. It's a covenant of mercy. It's a covenant of his love. It's a better covenant. We see this in terms of when there's a revelation of Jesus and as the word is as the words made manifest, when there's a revelation of Jesus, there's a revelation of prophecy. Look at this verse, Revelation 19.10. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you, and your brothers who hold the testimony of Jesus worship God. And it says this, For the testimony of Jesus is what? The spirit of prophecy. I believe, I think we're going to move into a new season, Fountain Gate. This is my prayer, that we begin to see the prophetic released at a level we've never seen before. Not only here corporately, as we minister and in life groups and through classes that we all, all the different things we do. My prayer is that will happen in your homes. That you'll begin to prophesy over your children. How many of you know it's a good idea to prophesy over your children? Because it's a testimony of Jesus. That's the spirit of prophecy. As you prophesy over your children, they may be just acting the fool. Y'all, come on now. Y'all never had a kid that did that, right? <laughs> prophesy over him. You know what we do? We speak things over them sometimes that are negative and that do more harm than good. Learn to prophesy. Listen, can I just say, I didn't know I had rage in me till I had kids. <laughs> I've said it before. You realize why some animals eat their young. You just realize some of these things. But you reach a point where, you know you what? I'm about to say something or I'm about to do something I shouldn't do. There have been times I had to walk around the block a few times. And the more I walk around that block, the more God would give me perspective and then I could go in in the right spirit and then speak life and prophesy instead. Come on. Prophesy. Hey, you know what? Start prophesying over yourself. Well, you just don't know my circumstance. Well, no, I don't. And I don't care. 
I do care, but I don't care. <laughs> Prophesy over yourself. Just say, God, I'm an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Devil, you're a liar. I know who I'm in Christ. I am this person. I have this treasure within an earthen vessel. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I'm prophesying over myself. Devil, back off. I know who I am in Christ. Your circumstance has to line up with your prophecy. Oh, I'm going to say that again. Your circumstance will line up with your prophecy. You hear that? Okay. Come on, the revelation of Jesus is the revelation of prophecy. The revelation of Jesus is the revelation of salvation. Come on, John 3, 16, we know God so loved the world. Gosh, he loves us, y'all. He gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes will not perish but have everlasting life. For God, watch this, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Whoever does not believe is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only son of God. Let me say this and let me be very clear. There is only one way to salvation. Only one way. And it's through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. There are very meaningful people who are seeking truth to try to find their way that have said there are many ways to salvation. In fact, to say there's only one way to salvation is being narrow-minded. Listen, if I'm going to be defined as narrow-minded because I believe what this says, then I guess call me narrow-minded. <laughs> but I'm really not. I, I want to embrace everyone. But at the end of the day, there's only one truth to be known. Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. He's it. You're not going to convince me there's any other way to him. And there's a lot out there right now. There's a lot. Boy, you better. Listen, in the last days, we better be discerning and we better be listening. We better be sharp. Because there are a lot of teachings that will tickle your ears that sound really good. But in their words, there's just enough truth that you could fall prey, but if you'll listen and discern, you'll realize there's something deeper that's not lining up with his word. One insidious truth for sure, to be sure, is universalism, which just basically says when Jesus died on the cross, they take one verse in the Bible and they make this statement, Jesus died on the cross, all were saved. In other words, there's nothing that we have to do now. There's no personal responsibility that we have to move into in terms of accepting him as our Lord and Savior. It's just not true. There's a part that we play in this. There's a place where we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Jesus is the spirit of salvation. Amen. How many of you are glad you're saved? Amen. Let me just really try hard to land this plane. The last thing, the word is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Number three, the word is the infilling of of the Holy Spirit. Um, let me say this. As we're restored, as we come into this relationship with Christ, we're filled with the Spirit. Our spiritual hearing, spiritual sight is restored. It's in that place then of spiritual health that as we begin to read the Word of God, our eyes begin to open to its truth. The Word is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. The infilling of the Holy Spirit is absolutely necessary understand or get revelation of the word gotta have it let me read you a couple scriptures as I wrap this up um, look in your Bibles at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6 
1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. I teach this as, at our encounter weekend, but it fits perfectly here. If you just stay with me a little longer, I'm, I'm close to being done. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. It says, yet we do not speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. This says this, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery. Say mystery. The hidden wisdom of God, which God predestined before the ages to our glory. Mystery, the, the, if you define that word, it has to do with the hidden dispensations of God, the plans of God for our life, those things that are in the heart of God for you and I. How many of you want to know those mysteries? Now, here's the truth. As believers, guess what? We've got access to those mysteries. Those that aren't believers will not understand. But if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then the truth is those mysteries have been revealed to us. And, and, and so this is how it happens. Turn now over to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. For one who speaks, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks, here's that word again, mysteries, mysterion. The hidden plans of God, the destinies, the purposes of God over our life. So when you pray in the Spirit, you pray in tongues, what this says to me is that those mysteries are revealed to us. So here's the deal. I get up every morning. My time's about 6.30. Don't think I'm all spiritual. It's just because I'm an old man and that's when I wake up. 6.30, I go to my chair with my coffee and my toast. And I sit in that chair, and I don't have much strength beyond just at that moment praying in tongues. That's just all I know to do. I'm going to tell you, I pray in the spirit more than I pray in the understanding. Now, this is a spiritual gift. Some here may not be familiar with that, and that's okay. I'd love to talk to you about that. But it's very clear in the word of God, there's a spiritual gift. There's a prayer language that God gives us. And so I'll just begin to pray in my prayer language. Okay? Now, what I've discovered is something happens while I'm doing that. As I'm praying in the Spirit, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, something is happening. The mysteries of God are being unlocked over me. In fact, as I'm praying in the Spirit, there, there are things that are being unlocked over me and that are being downloaded into my spirit, and I don't even know it. I just know by faith it's happening. Okay? Now, I'm just praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. And I know this is happening. I know I'm being... I'm getting a download from heaven. I get to the office that day, and I'm in a passage of Scripture. I shared this with you guys before, but when I read that passage, I read that verse, I'm telling you, I see something. I'm, I've read it a thousand times. I see something I've never seen before. Have you all ever experienced that? What I believe happened was this. I believe as I was praying in the Spirit that morning, God unlocked that revelation over me. He downloaded it into my spirit, and I didn't see it later until that afternoon when I was reading that passage, and then God brought revelation of it to me. Does that fire you up? Come on. See, we need the infilling of the spirit to, in, in order to understand the word, in order to get revelation of the word. The word is brought alive in us because of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Y'all get this? Come on, do you get this? Hallelujah. I think I'm done. 
I really had a lot more notes, but yeah, we're wrapped it up here. We're done. Bow your heads. Bow your heads. Everybody bow your heads. Just bow your heads across this room. Would you do, do me this favor? Just hold your hands out like you're about to receive something. Could you do that? I want you to, by faith, just say, God, I'm just extending my hands here in a, in a receiving posture to just say, you know what? God, I believe there's something here you want to impart this morning as we close this service. God, I want like nothing else. I want a fresh impartation of your word in my life. I want to be as rooted as deeply as I've ever been rooted in your word. I want my foundation to be upon your word. So, Father, I ask for that. Just right where you are, pray that. Ask him for that. God, put me on the foundation of your word. I pray for the, the revelation of power through the spoken word, the Father's spoken word over me. I repent, God, of the things that I've chosen to believe that just weren't true concerning me. Where the enemy's tried to lie or deceive me or confuse me. Today, uh, Lord, I thank you that your word is going to come to pass. Just like you spoke over day and night and it was day and night, you're going to do the same for me. You've already done it. Now we choose to believe it today. Jesus, I pray that there's a revelation of your heart into every soul here in my heart. God, I want to see you deeper. Jesus, I want to know you deeper. Holy Spirit, ask him right now. Fill me today. Fill me today. Father, stir up the gift within me. Lord, reveal your word through me today and in me, I pray. Thank you, Jesus. That point about Jesus being the revelation of salvation. Maybe this morning you're here. There's enough here that may, it may apply to somebody. I don't want to miss you. You say, Pastor, I honestly today recognize my need for Jesus. I today know that I've really never committed my life to Jesus, made him the Lord of my life. Maybe because of that, you've lived in a lot of doubt, you've had a little shame in your life, you've had a lot of guilt. You just say, Pastor, I, I want to dedicate, I want to give my life to Christ. For some, it may be a rededication. But man, I, I just especially want to pray over you today. And you say, I want the revelation of salvation, what that means today. I want to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior. Anybody at all across this room, looking from my right, your left, all the way across this room, just scanning, thank you, sir. Anyone else just would raise their hand and say, that's me. Thank you, sir. Thank you, dear. Bless you. Anyone else just say, man, I, maybe the first time, it may be a rededication. But it's like there's something stirring in your spirit today. I see it on you, bro. There's something stirring. Yes, yes, yes. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. I want us all now just in this really beautiful place this beautiful moment in the presence of God, would you just repeat this prayer after me? Man, from your heart, this is from your heart, you're making a life commitment that will, will forever change your life. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of my sins, to cleanse me of my sins, to wash me, make me new. I ask you to come into my heart, take complete control of my life, I want to be your disciple and follow you all the days of my life. 
in Jesus' name. <laughs> Can you say amen? amen? Come on, let's give the Lord praise, y'all. Hallelujah! <laughs> Our ushers, I asked them to kind of watch who raised their hands. They have a, they have a little card to give you that is very important for us to get back from you. Would you take a minute and just fill that out? Meet me. Actually, meet Pastor Jace. Pastor Jace is going to be back at the This Is Your Day table. He's got some really cool stuff to give to you guys that will help you in your next step. But I need you to come. Bring that card and I'll give you your pack. I, I got a lot of free stuff to give you, so come on, man. Y'all come see Pastor Jace, and uh, I know that he'll be able to help you in that. Bless you guys. Bless you guys. Bless you guys. Well, I love it when people give their hearts to Christ. Come on, y'all. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Let's all stand to our feet as we close this morning. Have you had a great day today? Great to have all you guys here. Latimer, we love you wherever you went. We bless you all. Thank you for coming, being a part of our service today and Latimer's ordination. So cool for you all to be here. So good. Well, those of you who are guests, come see me. I'll be at the VIP table on your way out. And listen to me. Listen to me. What I just said about the spirit of prophecy, we, we've got a prayer team that's going to be available right at the end of this service. And I've asked these guys to pray up, to, to, to ask the Lord any prophetic word they might get. It may be that they have a prophetic word for you this morning. They're going to be up here ready to pray over you today. If there's any needs that you have, they'll be here. Amen? Hey, let's go out and shout a hallelujah. Count of three just as loud as we can. Lift it up. Hey, we'll see you at Clyde next Oh, you know what? Yes. We're going to go yippee, hallelujah, and amen. Yeah, come up here. Help me. Help me lead that. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. So I, we're going to count three. We're going to go one, two, three, and then we're going to go yippee, hallelujah. Nope. No, yippee, amen, oh. and hallelujah. Got it. Right, you, got, you got it? Yippee, amen, and hallelujah. Next Sunday, come eat a burger with us. Come check out our new property in Clyde. That's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Calvary, one, two, three. Yippee! Amen! Hallelujah! God bless. You're dismissed.